0: Eleanor Brick. She's a German freelance author and illustrator and I got to follow some of her amazing journey on Twitter. She's been posting some really awesome illustrations of Pokémon and Pokémon trainer instructor conversations and and I was like super fascinated with the level of detail and the level of clarity in these illustrations. And then she also did a little short on The Bee's Knees, a little TV series that she's working on. I was like, what? Bees? I'm all about bees, you know, with beekeeping and um, talking about beekeeping on this podcast. So I was like, why not bring her on and learn her journey? So Eleanor, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me here. It's really exciting to be on a podcast for the first time.
0: Awesome. So this will be your first. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So what's really fascinating to me is as a hobbyist myself and a user experience designer myself, so being in design and designing user interfaces and experiences, I never had the opportunity to, to really dig in to drawing and illustrations. But I have like bought toys and bought different devices to be able to draw, like I've got the iPad Pro with a pencil so I can draw on the iPad. But again, it all comes down to having the time and having that imagination to be able to get that down and you know, working through all the different issues, being ADD and ADHD. It's been kind of troubling for me to like really get into it. But oh, I, see. I see that you've done an amazing job. So tell me a little bit about your story, Tell us, you know, how you got into this, and uh, what fascinates you.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's going to be a very long story.
0: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> got time. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've I've always drawn like since I can remember. I've been holding a pencil, and it's really it. I, I come from a very creative family, so mm-hmm. like my mom is also a freelance artist. She mm. used to be a graphic designer. And then she started to do her own paintings. And she okay. was like, I want to do that for a living. And my grandparents got to know each other th- uh, through a drawing course. They, oh, wow. they met <laughs> while drawing. So, yeah, it's like I'm, the, I'm uh, in third generation, um, the, yeah, the creative cool. one again in my family. And that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's really great uh, because you you have this support already from the family. Really helped me a lot throughout the years to grow and to know that I'm going to be okay because I also have a very supportive dad who doesn't really understand my work all the time, but he's very proud of what I'm doing anyway. So that's really great. And yeah, well, I think I was like... Fifteen, when I discovered what I really wanted to do for a living, that it definitely was going to be art. And this actually started uh, with an exhibition of the animation studio Pixar. You might be familiar with oh, it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, they, they had, uh, I think, 25th anniversary exhibition, and uh, they went around the world. And uh, this exhibition also was in Hamburg. Uh, which was really nice. So we got to go there and I just entered the room and I saw all of these amazing drawings and all of this concept art and uh, uh, the sculptings, the sculptures they did of the characters and like step-by-step animation. And I honestly started to cry because I felt so at home and then I just knew that this was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And this was actually the start of a very hard phase because the moment I knew what I wanted to do, I didn't really felt at home at my school anymore. It was, it was very extremely stressful, like 10th grade in Germany is absolute hell. <laughs> uh, but I, what, what I heard in the end from other friends all around the world is that uh, the school system doesn't seem to be great anywhere, yeah. <laughs> except, <laughs> except for Finland. Finland does fine, I heard, like perfectly mm. fine. Yeah. And yeah, then at the time um, when I was in 10th grade, my mom just started to, she had a job as a tutor mm. at, at a graphic design school. And so I got to go there sometime and I saw some of the exhibitions they had uh, two times a year every time the, the students graduated and wanted to show their work. And school was so stressful that I got extremely sick. Like I was sick all the time. I had panic attacks at school oh and I couldn't breathe anymore. And it was just pure horror. So then. At some point, my mom and I started thinking, okay, when I get through 10th grade, the school system of Germany is a bit complicated because there are different kinds of schools and educations. But if you pass 10th grade at the school I was at, I would have like qualities to go to a different school if I wanted to. So I had two very amazing teachers who who taught my class, who really supported me and were like, why don't you just go to this graphic design school that your mom's working on? Like, you might be very young but i don't know maybe you can talk to the principal and maybe if you're good enough and if you get along with the older students maybe it's going to work out Mm -hmm. so that's what we did after my dad was extremely scared that i wasn't going to make it and that i would be completely lost if i didn't finish school uh, all the way through 12th grade, Mm -hmm. like everybody else did. So he was like totally against it at first. It took a lot of convincing Mm -hmm. until he gave it a chance. But it all worked out perfectly. It was absolutely heaven sent. Like everything fell into place. And I recovered from my illness almost immediately Mm -hmm. the moment that I went to this graphic design school and I made a lot of friends and I was really happy yeah. and I graduated just three and a half years later with 19 in March 2016 nice. and it was it, yeah seriously just everything went so well and I think that the, that was definitely the greatest time of my life.
0: Nice I hear a lot of parallels of support from yeah. parents from teachers and that is super, super important. And I see that parallel in a lot of different areas, for example, for musicians and athletes and artists like yourself, like no matter what it is, like people, like kids get to be really good at what they love to do when they get that support.
1: Yes. It's so crucial. Like uh, my, it's, it's, it's funny. Like could also see in the family what happens if you don't get that support, <laughs> because my dad, for example uh, he's like a, he's a very closed person he's mm-hmm. he's not very emotional, even though everybody who knows him he mm-hmm. won't notice it. you only notices when you're really close to him of course his parents forced him he kind of forced him to to become a doctor mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that if he didn't get forced to do it that he would have gone into architecture because that's just I notice every single time when we go on a trip together to, to, to a city or just do anything together that architecture is just something he talks all the time it makes him super happy and sometimes I wonder what would have been if he would have uh, pursued that career and, and went in, into that But on the other side, it's him being a doctor. He's totally fine with it. He's okay Mm -hmm. with it, but it caused a lot of problems at first.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think. So, you know, when you mentioned that, you know, your father was forced into going into medical school, becoming a doctor. So even though he had to sacrifice his dreams, he was able to provide the shelter and the affordances for you and, and your mom to... Go into their passions and their, yeah. and build upon their dreams. Yeah. So it always takes a sacrifice of one person to see. I mean, and and that's what you know the first first generation immigrants, for example, in, in the United States, you know, they have to go through those same struggles. Yeah. So I work super mm-hmm. hard so that my kids don't have to. So yeah. they, they have the choice of going into. The areas that they absolutely love to do. Yes. So that's really amazing.
1: Mm. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very grateful for my family. Like mm-hmm. I I don't know where I'd be right now without them. I'm I'm really happy to have them. Yeah. And, that's awesome. Yeah. And well, the uh, project that I graduated with mm-hmm. back then in 2016, that was like a first draft of the first book I then published a year later. In German, we we call it Die geheime Welt der Gartendrachen and English translation would be uh, The Secret World of Garden Dragons, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is, yeah, you you might have uh, seen a few posts uh, with some strange looking dragons and a couple of bees. Mm -hmm. Um, Because back when I studied, yeah, and i still had the question in mind okay so what am i going to do with my graduation project because yeah. we had like total freedom mm-hmm. of what we we could choose it it was all about the graphic design and how we could present ourselves like as a business or like a mm-hmm. creative project like a little studio or yeah. or a book so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I would definitely love to do a book. And then yeah. I was like, okay, what's that book going to be about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then when I was on, like, I think a few weeks before my mom and I went on vacation, mm-hmm. I noticed how incredibly scarce the insects in our garden had gotten. Mm-hmm. Like we heard a lot about the decline of insects and bees. Yes. And we live more on the country side of our city, like we we're still very connected to to the city of Hamburg, but we're like on the outer ring, mm-hmm. the so okay. um, we have a lot of fields and meadows and riding stables and farmers here, so like I'm very close to the wildlife here in nature, yeah. And our neighbor, for example, is a beekeeper as well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, we're very close connected to nature. And then when you go outside and you see on your own doorstep how the insects that flew around like five years ago in masses everywhere in a garden yeah. have all disappeared. Mm. That was so scary and yeah. absolutely terrifying to me that it was clear to me. So. I wanted to do something. I really wanted to do something against that. And then when we went on vacation, I, as usually, had my sketchbook with me, and I went outside, and there was this bush of honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever saw the uh, flowers of honeysuckle, but they're very long and they look very unique. And mm like, oh, maybe I, I can sketch that. Maybe I'm going to draw that. Mm-hmm. So I took one of those flowers and I turned it around a bit. And it was yeah. like, mm, it kind of looks a bit like a dragon's head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh my gosh. And just everything in my head started to spin. And I started to get so many ideas of like, that's what I can do. I can make a book about tiny dragons who yeah. camouflage themselves mm-hmm. as flowers. And through these uh, tiny uh, garden dragons, I, I could make a book about the importance of bees and that these dragons are like the sworn protectors mm-hmm. of bees because they depend on the pollination of their flowers. Yeah. Through these. So that's how the book concept started. And that that's was really... my graduation project. and. A year later, after I worked on my portfolio because I was actually planning to go on an internship, but mm-hmm. that never happened in the end. Yeah. Um, but I did found, uh, but I did find a publisher very quickly when I started mm-hmm. to focus on my graduation project again. Yeah. And well now I'm a, I'm a freelance illustrator and author, and we just published another pocketbook about the garden dragons and I'm pretty sure this is just going to continue because I have a lot of ideas on how to ex- expand on that mm-hmm. concept. And especially I want to focus on wild bees more in the future. Yeah. Because uh, when we talk about decline of bees, the first thing that always comes to mind, usually for like the, the, the normal people who don't really know much about bees, is mm-hmm. your honeybee which we get our honey from. There are barely any people who know how many different wild bee species oh, yeah. we have around the world. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm not sure about the number of bees around the world. I, I think like over 20,000 different wow. bees. Species. Yeah, that's, it's really amazing. And in Germany alone, I think there are around 500 Bees, and it's just incredible. Like, uh, I've been uh, focusing on bees for like three years now, but only last year I really started to focus on wild bees and uh, wild bee species in Germany. And it's so fascinating. There's so much to learn, and especially how specific these bees are in what they eat, uh, which flowers they pollinate, and how extremely fragile they are because how specified they are. So they need very specific flowers to even live.
0: Absolutely. And um, it's really amazing. You know, you're mentioning how many different wild bees there are. And, and whenever I talk about honeybees in the United States and I tell them, you know, honeybees are not native to the United States. They come from Europe. The native bees, that are in trouble at whenever anybody says you know the bees are in trouble, they're mentioning they're talking about those native bees, and this these native bees could be carpenter bees, mason bees, bumblebees, yeah, so many bees that are native natives of United States, but yeah and and now honeybees, they do have a problem where they're getting they have a big problem with the varroa mite disease,
1: yeah, Ours too, yeah
0: hive, right. So that's one of the problems the beekeepers are facing mm. and still beekeeping it's more or less domesticated. Yeah. And you can, you know, urban beekeepers are on the rise. And like, for example, this spring class that we had um, for beekeeping, there was at least 35 new beekeepers. Wow. <laughs> so every year, you know, there's more and more coming into the fold and, uh, the state has, you know, programs where they can, where they giving away, beehives so more and more beekeepers can come and and help with the pollination problem that we're having
1: mm, yeah
0: but yeah it's definitely necessary to also teach people about the native bees and plant you know plant the plants that are specific for those native bees yeah but in our house we have this huge bush and we get these white flowers in spring and it's right now it's all white it's beautiful mm. and I see a lot of uh, bumblebees and carpenter bees coming and they're just going in there and then they're coming Aww. out. And you see, it's it's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: I'm super amazed. You know, I, I'm super fascinated with uh, garden dragons because that's a really neat concept. Yeah. Super <laughs> super illustrative way. And I'm trying to find a, an English version of the. The book, because I think the, the site oh, directly. to that
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, uh, we've been trying to publish it in English for around yeah, uh, one and a half years oh, wow. now, and we do have contacts, but mm-hmm. the thing is, we don't really get anything back. They they seem to be uh, stressed out and busy enough with like sure. uh, probably the other ten thousands of book, books. I'm sure. They, every day (laughs) so so that's uh, why i asked my publisher like uh, is it okay if i advertise it more online
0: absolutely Um,
1: because we're very open for any contacts like any publisher who might be interested to publish it in english because we have a finished mm -hmm. translation it's it's already yeah. Perfect.
0: Okay. Yeah. I know a couple of <laughs> publishers myself.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. <right. laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And they're into book publishing. I'm sure they know the right context to get your, you know, Garden Dragons published in English out here. Oh, yeah. That would be really awesome. Four yeah, read it. Right?
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. You can just show them my website. I have this whole section of you. You probably already saw it. Uh, I'm
0: already uh, looking at it right now. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really amazing. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, my publisher, the the last idea he had for promoting the book more, so that we might get uh, the right context was mm-hmm. that we uh, since we already have the translation mm-hmm. ready this idea was that maybe we could publish in ebook version online mm-hmm. so
0: yep self self publishing so that you can get up to amazon pretty yeah. quickly yeah
1: yeah so um but of course if we have the ebook version um the the cards are still all all open that somebody can publish the printed sure. version so the rights sure. for that are still there definitely yeah.
0: the other thing that you could also do is I haven't noticed an Instagram channel. I'm sure. I'm not sure if you have an Instagram yet. Um uh, uh, but yeah. an no. Instagram just for the Garden Dragons.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So that
0: way you can focus. And Instagram's on the rise right now. It's, uh. it's stupid crazy in the U.S. People are <laughs> flocking to Instagram. Like, oh Noah. wow. And uh, it there's there's some huge. So I did notice that there's a hashtag Eleanor Big. Yeah, that's two, funny. There's two tags, and um, mm-hmm. I think somebody probably bought your book. And yes, Kara, <laughs> Kara Bickerwarm. I don't know. I don't know if you know her.
1: Yeah, it's it's so funny because like I have an Instagram account that I just never used until this point, but people uh, apparently still noticed that I was there and yeah. they um, hashtagged me and. Yeah. It was super sweet and super surprising. And yeah. yeah, there were like, I think, two or three posts on Instagram of proud German bias. of... Mm-hmm. It was very sweet. And yeah, yeah um, I didn't use Instagram um, really until now because I barely use my phone.
0: Oh, I totally get it. I totally get it.
1: I <laughs> like, I wish I could just um, directly upload stuff from my computer mm-hmm. to Instagram, it's very there frustrating. There's
0: actually a way. You, you, you have a, uh, a way to do it. So there's, oh. some, there's an application called Later, uh, Later.com. There's actually a few of them. And these oh. are essentially social media marketing sites. And you can schedule posts up to 60 days in advance. Oh, wow. So say, okay, I want this post to go out today, this post to go out tomorrow, this post to go out the day after. You can upload videos, you can upload you know, small, um, illustrations yeah. from your book. And mm-hmm. I also see Hamburg parodies paradise. Um,
1: yeah, there's the public,
0: they, I think they're the publisher, right? For your book.
1: Yeah. That's, um, I think that's the, the name of our shop. Of our, okay. Yeah. So
0: through the mm-hmm. shop, there's, there's a couple of tags, ah. garden dragons I see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's, um, there's there's so many ways that you can use social media for your advantage. I mean, I found you yeah. through Twitter, right?
1: Mm. <laughs> so
0: just using these media effectively is is a it's a mind blown. It's amazing.
1: Yeah and i find it so charming that you find uh, that you found me like uh not only through uh, the bee's knees video mm-hmm. which by the way was more of a parody i don't actually have plans for a tv series. i know
0: it did look like a parody <laughs> I mean, I, yeah like, <laughs>
1: it <laughs> and, sounds and something
0: from the 80s
1: <laughs> yes i know like uh, one of my friends sophie who studies in britain mm. uh she used this uh, theme song for a sketch video that she made uh, mm-hmm. with a friend because she's studying a film. And I asked her if it was okay if I use that same song again because I yeah. told her, Sophie, it's just so perfect. I, <laughs> I have this idea for this sketch uh, with uh, a B sitcom and this is like the best sitcom yeah. A sound ever. And she was like, yeah, do whatever you want, <laughs> <That's> master. <laughs>
0: right. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, it's really good to have connections that have these talents. And then you go like, hey, let's collaborate. And now you've got something beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah, that's really, that's the best. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, you know, th- this, this video is great. And um, I
1: think and what I- on
0: YouTube. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and and what I wanted to to say, uh, not only that you found me through this this video, but um, that you like my uh, little Pokemon comic so much. That that uh, that's really sweet, and I'm I'm so happy about that. Uh, yeah,
0: that's... so so I have three kids. <laughs> I have a nine year old, a four year old, and a one year old. Right. So now nine year old, he's he's been crazy about Pokemon for the yeah. past four years. <laughs> and talks about Pokemon like now he's into Beyblades and whatnot, but when he used to talk about Pokemon and when the Pokemon Go app came out for your phones and you can walk around and find yeah. it on your phone, right? So I did that myself. <laughs> right? so I have some connection through that popular culture. And mm-hmm. when I saw when I saw the illustration, I was like, "Oh my god, this is a Pokemon, and it looks yeah. so, so beautiful." Yeah. <laughs> Anything unlike the the animated or the manga drawings, mm. so, so yeah, that was fascinating. And I was like, all right, there's there's like multiple connections between you and I. It's like oh, we gotta have this talk.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When I when I saw your uh, bio, it was an instant plus. Also for me, not only uh, that you were a beekeeper, but yeah. that you already you also really love uh, photography because Mm -hmm. that's actually another hobby of mine. Like whenever the the sun is shining outside Mm -hmm. and we have perfect weather, I just love to go outside with my camera and go on a walk to find new inspiration for my Mm -hmm. work. And Mm -hmm. I love to take pictures of flowers and insects or or like if the lighting is just perfect and you have a beautiful landscape in front of you. It's just so much fun.
0: Yeah, no, that's so that's really cool. Mm. Um, this was very exciting talking with you and looking at your journey. And even though it it was, you know, you you've just started, you know, you yeah. already got. I mean, I could see like you're doing some really great work in the future.
1: <laughs> Thank you, you so you much
0: on that path. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And like one of the questions that I ask my guests is like, what is one hobby that you wish you got into? And you've, you're already in that hobby. You're,
1: yeah. <laughs> you're,
0: you know, your, your passion and your reality. So
1: yes, we could that's true. Get that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very excited to see what this year is going to bring for me because mm-hmm. there's so much I want to do. And, um, like next year, we're going to publish another book and that's going to be my first novel, my actual first adventure story nice. with the, the dragons. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh my God. And, Otherwise, I'm currently spending a lot of time uh, filming wild bees. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about maybe doing like a, a video for YouTube, a bit like a documentary or mm-hmm. more like um, a video talking about wild bees mm-hmm. with a bit of humor sprinkled in to, yeah. to teach people about uh, what we can do and otherwise yeah i'm going to continue my comics because i just love storytelling in every mm-hmm. form and they it really brings me a lot of joy
0: that's really cool and um, so what was what was really fascinating about you know what you told me about doing a documentary on the wild bees Yeah. Well, we, we had a we had the opportunity to do a, a short documentary on beekeeping and beekeepers themselves oh, nice. we talk about we talk a lot about bees but mm-hmm. what about the beekeepers who spend so much time in making sure the survival of bees and 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 you know the the for instance that they have to go through to provide um you know homes and sustenance for bees to survive so yeah. we did a little short documentary last month and if you get a chance check it out on, on my YouTube uh channel
1: oh that's really nice
0: that's fun and they were, we're thinking to, you know, making a long form because right now it's only four minutes, but we were thinking of making a long form documentary mm-hmm. where we talk to even more, more beekeepers all around the area that I live in uh, over here in, in D.C., Virginia and Maryland. And um, we have at least we have about 200 beekeepers in my club here in uh, Virginia. There's about 400 beekeepers in Maryland. Wow. There's a lot of people. That do beekeeping around here. And and my neighbor just recently also started beekeeping this year. So I'm super excited to be a mentor to them.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that little documentary you guys are oh, doing.
0: I, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm I'm really super, so we're Fascinated and super thankful that you know you decided to come on and have a chat. And yeah forward to you know the garden dragons in english
1: yes <laughs> you
0: know, and your you know you'll your shorts and um so some questions that I like to ask yeah um, our guest what is your favorite movie or tv show
1: yeah that's a really difficult question because <laughs> i'm very into animation so i have a lot of favorites but yeah. I did think about it yesterday and I was like, I think like my most recent favorite movie would be uh, Coco from Pixar, mm-hmm. oh, uh, which, which I loved a lot uh, because I just love it when we get to see different cultures in movies. Oh, and uh, different traditions from all around the world, and like because I love to learn about people and their cultures. I wish we we'd see more uh, more movies about like maybe specific African cultures or Native American stories or legends and all that stuff. And Coco was a really heartfelt movie and. I love the story to no end and it yeah. was incredibly creative what they added to the legends and stories uh, around uh, Diaz de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. And there's another tiny studio in Ireland, Cartoon Saloon, mm-hmm. also steps more into um, exploring the different cultures and does a lot of movies about... Irish history and Irish legends. And I just, I hope that's going to become a trend where we just see all kinds of facets um, of all different uh, cultures and countries all around the world, because there's so much to explore and so much potential in writing great stories if we just try to go into something different and new that we didn't look at before.
0: That's a really good point. I, I like that. And and with the with the advent of the internet and and animation technologies coming more and more uh, accessible to the rest of the world, I think we're going to see a lot more of uh, yes. cultural stuff, um, yeah. uh, animations. And if you've ever checked, had the chance to check out Kickstarter, there's always you know little campaigns starting up to do. And animation, animated movies, or you yes. know, short films, and whatnot. Yeah. And there's a lot of culture. I mean, there's so many stories in this in this world because we're you know we're seven and a half billion people in this world. Yeah. It? <laughs>
1: it's
0: amazing, right? And, and when you just yeah. grow up in just your own culture and your own thing, it's like okay, I want to look out and see the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: Mm. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. The next question is who is your favorite superhero?
1: Oh, superhero. Superhero. Um, I'd have to go with a very classic superhero, like mm. I'd go for uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, okay. Yes. It's uh that was my first mm. favorite superhero as a child, and mm. I loved every movie. Yeah. Um, uh, was in cinema with uh, spider-man and i couldn't really explain why i just thought the the costume was super cool and i thought uh, peter parker was a very uh, sympathetic character yeah and, um with the marvel movies like uh, superhero movies have mm-hmm. really gone and in, in fashion like for years now i i yeah. don't know when it all started um and i watched a couple of those but it's it has gotten so there are so many of those superhero movies at yes. this point that I just I can't keep up. I think the last one I saw was Ant-Man and then yeah. I was like, oh god, it it kind of became like a core to watch all of these movies from the Marvel cinematic universe to yeah. understand the next one. Mm-hmm. And that was a bit, yeah, that was a bit too much to ask for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's a, there's a total of, uh, 24 movies in the Marvel cinematic universe, uh, for, for the first three phases, which started with Iron Man in 2008.
1: Yes. That uh, one I watched. Yeah.
0: Right. And, mm-hmm. um, it's the first one is one of my favorite movies mainly because you see his struggle, you see how he uses his mind to put yeah. things together,
1: mm-hmm. and so that
0: was super fascinating to me. And I was like, you know, that that's where I live. That's, yeah, like that's what I function myself. Like I'm always putting things together and figuring out how things work. And so that was super fascinating to me. Yeah. So there's six movies for phase one, five movies in phase two and phase three has a total of eight, nine, 10, 11, 11 movies. Yeah. And I just had the opportunity to go see the last movie.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And wow. Is all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Was it as good as everyone hoped for?
0: Oh yeah, I hope. absolutely.
1: It's, oh, that's great.
0: saved the best for last.
1: Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I saw uh, I saw the reactions of a couple of friends, mm-hmm. and I, I spoiled myself a little bit because sure. I wasn't sure if I ever was going to watch any of those movies. But um, now that I know a bit of context, yeah, to the last one, I'm actually reconsidering to watching all of the rest of the the movies because I was like okay no this sounds this sounds pretty good I I want to watch and experience that now yeah
0: so what 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 had also happened is we had a kind of a spoiler with spider-man away from home oh trailer also Mm -hmm. and that came out about a couple months ago where we have a trailer of a spider-man movie that's post you know that came after the avengers end game and it kind of gave away gave away the ending of the end game that okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh <Right>. okay <laughs> so that's
0: been that's been out in the open on and, and and if you don't follow marvel you probably didn't see the trailer for the spider-man away from no. him, Far you no, or whatever see.
1: yeah so,
0: <laughs> so yeah so overall it was it was a great it was a nicely done movie and uh, could have couldn't have asked for a better one um, at all.
1: That's great.
0: And I kept all my. I was like, I'm not gonna listen to any commentary whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait, <laughs> and, and you know, see see the movie for myself and make yeah. conclusions. But yeah, it was, uh, it was super fascinating. All right, last question: If you were a board game, what would it be?
1: If I were a board game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting question. I think I don't really have a specific answer because Mm -hmm. I, as a child, I actually tried to come up with the board game myself. And of course, it was nature-themed because what else? (laughs) (laughs) And I had a couple of cards glued together. Mm -hmm. It was like a quiz game where Mm -hmm. you would make, where you had dices you uh, on on some specific fields you would have to get a card and answer a question so it was like a quiz about nature Mm -hmm. and the one with the more most uh, points like those who could answer the most questions they would move forward much quicker so like whoever knew more would um, and could answer the most questions would probably in the end. I, I never finished the concept, but that was my idea. I, I think
0: now you can, because now you have the book to back it up, right? That's you
1: true. you can still, yeah.
0: <laughs> make that connection because I was talking to somebody else and they were like, you know, I've, they've been writing like different books. And I was like, you know, you could totally convert that into a board game because just like there's so many books published every month, there's a lot of board games that are also published every month.
1: That's true, yeah. yeah.
0: So it could totally relate and connect with your garden dragons.
1: Yeah, a L- little bee quiz. And yeah, a
0: little bee quiz in there.
1: About the plants the dragons live in or something yes. like that. Yeah.
0: You can have a storytelling going in there as well, right? Because a lot of these board games have storytelling.
1: Oh, and, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought about the, the storytelling aspects in, yeah. in board games. Yeah, that's right.
0: Because there's there's the board game that I recently got. It was um, um I can't remember. So they came up with this a running app and mm-hmm. you basically turn this app on and you're running and it's called Zombie Run. So the storytelling is that you're running out in the in the woods and this, you know, it's post apocalyptic
1: apocalyptic
0: mm-hmm. and you're running and then every once in a while you'll hear there's zombies chasing you in your, Oh in gosh. Phones, right so now you got to run faster <laughs> and then you get to a checkpoint or you get to a point where there's safety and then there's then you basically there's a whole storyline around it yeah. so that was like f- six years ago that this app came out and then they kept updating the version updating the story and now they finally have a board game around it
1: Oh, sure nice! A
0: book around it too, right? But you already <laughs> got all of the content, and now you can like make a story around your garden dragons. I mean, you already have a story in the book. Yeah, <laughs> that into a board game.
1: So, mm-hmm.
0: so that would be pretty fascinating.
1: Yeah. That's a nice idea. I I didn't co- yeah, I didn't consider that yet. That's really <laughs> nice. Thank you.
0: <laughs> that's what I, that's why I like to talk to like so many different talents in so many different areas because so you're focused into drawing and focused into coming up with the story of, but I think of the different ways you can promote, because essentially yeah. you're just promoting yourself, your books and everything, and mm. many different ways you can promote. Yeah. The better you are in the in the end. That's true. So so yeah. So
1: we just keep inspiring each other. That's exactly. really nice. Keep yeah.
0: everything, keep inspiring, and keep going moving forward.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Awesome. The last question would be where can my audience find you if they wanted to get in touch with you, see more of what you're up to?
1: Yeah, they can find me on uh, both uh, Twitter, Tumblr, and on YouTube under the name Elbdot, that's E-L-B-D-O-T. Okay. Or you can uh, go on my website, where also there are all other social media links, elenorbick.de. Mm. <laughs> I just said that in German, oh, automatically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I also, if you follow me on Twitter and Tumblr, I sometimes post post links to my Twitch channel because I do live streams from time to time. So then people can see me drawing. Yes.
0: Very (laughs) cool. I'm going to have to check out those Twitch channels because it just fascinates me to watch people draw. It's like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) marks.
1: have the last thing I have that's still the newest edition is like this. I don't have a Patreon, but I have a Ko-fi. This okay. one where you can just um support artists however you please with nice. a little donation every now and then. And that's again elpdotelb D O T.
0: Perfect. I'll be I'll make sure to include the links to include the links to the show notes. So I don't yeah know.
1: that would be great yeah. thank you
0: so that way people can just <laughs> go to the show notes click and then get to you well yeah. thank you so much for your time this was this was awesome
1: yeah this was really nice thank you so much <laughs> You're
0: welcome best of luck and um looking forward to your journey
1: yeah thank you
0: <laughs> talk to you soon Bye-bye. bye bye bye